Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this is our number two of The Rob Carson Show. Uh, much, much, much to get to. The View, uh, they went bananas, bonkers, on uh, Donald Trump uh, setting a historic bar and literally, the previous record for margin of victory in a an Iowa caucus was Bob Dole in 1988. Yawn City. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and he tripled it. He tripled that. Yeah, about 30 points. No, 20. Wait a minute. 30 points. A 30-point margin of victory. But, uh, but the view, of course, they can't handle the truth because uh, they're the harpies from hell. So we're going to get to that uh, this hour. Sorry. Ah. I always the 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 uh, the view the words the view and the words harpies from hell sound so much alike that I get them mixed up. So if I just accidentally call the view the harpies from hell show, realize and you you'll do this you do the same thing right you would do the exact same thing if you were going to talk about the view and you're hanging with your friends and you just said hey did you watch the harpies from gosh God, I'm in the view did you watch you you do the same thing I want to say hi to the great listeners at Patriot Talk 9:20 a.m. in Houston. We just signed on with them on the 1st of January, and we are proud to be on the air in Texas. We are proud of the way that uh, Texas is uh, is saying no to illegal immigration. There's a lot of stuff going on at the uh, southern border, and Texas uh, uh, governor, your governor, is saying, nope, no mas, you can't go through Eagle Pass. And the, uh, the federal government is issuing a strongly worded letter, a strongly worded letter, so uh, we are proud to be on, and, and I think it's, it's necessary that we be on in Texas. So uh, Patriot Talk, 920 AM, uh, streaming live on PatriotTalk920.com. It's, it's an honor and a thrill to, uh, to be on. Now, I want to share something real quick here because um, I collaborate with, uh, with my friend uh, Jim Gossett. And, uh, you know, when I was with Rush Limbaugh, I, I collaborated for a number of years with Paul Shanklin. And, uh, and generally what I do is I, I write because I figured out years ago that I'm not a producer. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a good singer. I'm not a vocalist. So I would rather, you know, hire great people to put together my work. And Jim Gossett does both. Jim Gossett not only does my material, but we collaborate and he does his own stuff. And it's, it's, you know, you know, it's brilliant. It's he, and he's the most prolific comedy writer I've ever known in my life other than Oh, yours personally, yours truly. Uh, and, and I reconnected on Facebook with someone I worked with when I was working in Springfield, Illinois. I'm sorry, 
Hell on earth. Hell, no, Illinois. Illinois. Uh, Springfield, Illinois. And uh, and this guy's named uh, Keith Miller. And and Keith, I, I worked with him for, uh, or Keith Wilson, I'm sorry, I was thinking of my other friend, Keith Miller. Keith Wilson uh, just happens to do a brilliant version of the Beach Boys. And, and, you know, Beach Boys, obviously, very popular before I was born, you know, but, but everybody knows Beach Boys music. And he just does it beautifully. We did a parody years ago called Little Gingrich about uh, Newt Gingrich and the contract with America. That's how long it's been, right? So he sees my name. He's like, dude. And I said, hey, are you still doing the Beach Boys? And I wrote Jim. And I said, Jim, would you collaborate with somebody? Would you, would you write something and work with uh, this guy and maybe create something? And Jim said, well, hell yeah, Rob. Like, yeah, let's do it. And so I said, well, here I got an idea. How about we take a popular birth, uh, a Beach Boy song? Let's do Surfer Girl, all right? Surfer Girl. And let's, let's make it about Hunter Biden, all right? And so I said, let's do Little Hunter. And, and so Jim wrote the lyrics to this, and, uh, and Keith threw down. And I want you to hear this, because it is, not only is it, is it uh, brilliantly written satire, it's brilliantly produced. And nobody in talk radio does this. It's just, it does not happen. It doesn't get this good. But I want you to uh, check it out and enjoy. That's art. And it's just art. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Jim Gossett doing the lyrics. And uh, Keith Wilson of, uh, of Springfield, Illinois, uh, WYMG is where I worked very briefly <laughs> a long time ago doing a classic rock morning show with the very talented and one of the funniest people I've ever worked with, Mike Baxendale, a.k.a. Bax. Uh, how friggin' cool was that? How beautiful was that? I got to tell you, I'm proud of it. So, yeah, Hunter Guy Biden's uh, uh, prosecutors uh, say that cocaine was on the gun. <laughs> it's cocaine. I mean, what else do you need? What else do you need? Okay, well, he, he bought the gun. Uh, he went on social media and took pictures with the gun while he was smoking crack. Uh, he wrote in his autobiography that he was smoking crack when he bought the gun. And now they find cocaine on the gun. <laughs> what the hell?
hell else do you need? What the hell else do you need? Honestly. So yeah, the Cobra, the Colt Cobra revolver that uh, he bought uh, while illegally high on drugs, allegedly, has been uh, pictured for the first time. His attorney is accusing uh, uh, the uh, the prosecutor, Mr. Uh, Weiss, of having buckled under political pressure to bring more severe charges. So he paid 900 bucks while addicted to drugs. Uh, a chemist found cocaine on the brown leather couch where the president's son stored his gun. Special counsel David Weiss's office are claiming this in a damning, damning document. Federal prosecutors made the new revolutions, uh, revelations, I should say, as Weiss hit back at the president's son trying to have uh, three felony gun charges carrying 25 years dropped. So on top of everything, they had the uh, they had cocaine on the gun. I think there was a cocaine bullets. The the bullets were made of crack. I think it was and a, there was a full magazine of crack filled bullets in there. <laughs> the court filing also delves into the fact that he chose to write a memoir where he made countless incriminating statements about his year long drug uses at the time he bought the gun. As I just mentioned, he recounted his interaction with a drug dealer who pointed a gun at him during a drug deal before he decided to buy his own gun. See, that's what happens when you get a gun pointed at you. Furthermore, a chemist was able to confirm the presence of cocaina uh, on a brown leather patch in which the defendant stored his firearm. There you go. So uh, all of these other, it just, I mean, does it get any more obvious that, uh, that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are criminal? They are, they are an organized crime family. There is without a doubt, no doubt, that they are an organized crime family. <sighs> unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable. Let's talk about the view. The View, they were very upset. They were very upset about, uh, about Donald Trump winning the uh, Iowa caucus. I have a new uh, theme song for The View here. Let me go ahead and fire that thing up. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more, pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more. That's really sexist. Oh, really? What do they call conservatives? Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more, pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 cheap. Okay, so. The View hate the fact that Donald Trump uh, made history on Monday. And they hate the fact that they know he's going to be the candidate. And I want you to listen to Joy Behar go off the deep end and realize she's talking about Trump supporters. She's talking about you and me. And listen to how far she takes this into bat crap lunacy. This is one for the ages. This is what the 5% voted for. <clears throat> they voted for a guy who today had to come uh, to New York to show up in court in a case against a woman that a federal judge has already said he raped. That is who you voted for. Yeah, yeah. Here's a, here's a, by the way, let me just play this real quick. This is, a, this is the woman who claims that uh, Donald Trump raped her when, when she talked to uh, Anderson Cooper. People think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> so she said that rape is uh, is a fantasy, and then she hit on a gay guy. Yeah, there you go. Other than that, she's completely sane, and I don't think she got anywhere with Manderson Cooper, by the way. Uh, anyway, here's a little bit more from Joy Behar calling uh, Trump and his supporters. Uh, well, this, here she is. Yeah. You voted for someone who has lost so many times now that this applies to him no because uh, you see the dhs and the fbi and the doj were involved in the 2020 election and everybody knows the election was rigged 
Um, let's see what else. You voted for a guy who said, come, risk your lives for the Grand Wizard. Come in the snow. She's, uh, she's calling uh, Donald Trump uh, the Grand Wizard. Yeah, I know. Oh, and the sleet, because I am more important than your life. That's who the 5% voted for. Yeah, and nobody believes you. Honestly, nobody believes the uh, the nonsense that you spew because it's uh, it's ridiculous, ridiculous. And and I guess one of the cast members is from Iowa. Uh, obviously, hasn't been back in a hell of a long time. But here she is uh, talking about her home state of Iowa, and uh, I guess I guess Iowa is just full of white supremacists and fascists and stuff. Oh so, yeah. Honestly, it's it's disappointing as a non-Trump supporter to and see an that. Iowan. And an I Well, let me offer some color to this, though, to clarify this. It's disappointing <laughs> to see that come out of Iowa. But let me add a little perspective. Yeah, it's disappointing that you came out of Iowa, too. And, and context. That's very important. Huh? Only 5% of the population of the state caucuses. It, it doesn't matter. So when you see Iowa swept, or Trump swept Iowa. No it's called Representative Republic. And that's what a caucus is. He did not. He, he, he swept 5% of the population. Only 13% of registered Republicans in the state of Iowa. 13% of the party. Yeah, you know what? It doesn't matter because he won. But this is the one that took the cake. And this is the one that I want to talk about real quick. This is Joy Reid talking about people from Iowa. And, uh, and this could be any state in America. This could be Wyoming. This could be Arkansas. This could be any state in America. And are you going to allow this to be said about uh, a wholesale sweeping charge against the people of your state, because I sure as hell am not. New Hampshire, and I think to the point there. that you made, Steph, I mean, it, it's the elephant in the room. She's still a brown lady that's got to try to win in a party that is deeply anti-immigrant and which accepts the notion that you can say immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country. She's getting, you know, birthered by Donald Trump. Um, and I don't care how much the donor class likes her. Which now, she doesn't know what the hell she's talking about because she's never been to Iowa before. She's a, a spoiled, entitled Ivy League uh, DEI recipient. And, uh, and I grew up in Iowa. And I worked side by side in fields with brown people. I didn't think twice about working with brown people. In my hometown of Neola, Iowa, there was one doctor. There were a thousand people, largely white population, and Dr. Rosa was a brown person. And nobody thought about Dr. Rosa, the brown person married to the white woman with the mixed race, mixed race children. Nobody thought about it. Nobody thought about Johnny Elias, who owned the blue and white grocery store in Minden, the only grocery outlet in the area. The, the man came here from another country and built his own grocery store in a little dinky town in Iowa. And nobody cared about his color because he was Johnny Elias and he ran the blue and white grocery store. It didn't matter. The pews at St. Patrick's Church had white people and brown people in them. So as far as you you indicting the people of Iowa in such a in dramatically racist fashion, uh, Joy Reid, you can... <clears throat> I can't say it. But honestly, uh, she needs to be removed from MSNBC. She will never be any bigger than the small person that she is, a vitriolic, uh, hateful person with a massive chip on her shoulder. And her and her elk are, are being laughed at by all of us, and deservedly so. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Well, I hate to break it to you, but uh, 
doesn't look like there's going to be a Republican debate Thursday. <laughs> Son of a gun. ABC's uh, uh, ratings have already gone up for Thursday, even before, because the uh, nobody was going to watch it. Uh, there were so few people going to watch it. Literally, it uh, it bent space and time. And, uh, and ABC is already reporting that their ratings were up Thursday night without the Republican debate before it happened. That's how little people wanted to watch this debate. <laughs> Nikki Haley says it's a two-person uh, race now. Now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Ron DeSantis beat her in Iowa, so the two people most obviously in the race would be uh, Ron DeSantis and, uh, and, and Donald Trump. So I don't know if that was a good idea to, to say it's a two-person race now because the obvious choice are the two people who won and not the third-place third person who spent $57 million in Iowa which is almost as much as they uh, spent on road salt in the last weekend. So, so there's, no, there's going to be no, no debate uh, Thursday. Uh, Nikki Haley says, uh, we've had five great debates in this campaign. Unfortunately, Donald Trump has ducked all of them. He has nowhere to hide. Well, he's not hiding. There's, I, I don't think he's hiding, right, a at all? He just thinks it's pointless to debate you because oh, your, your campaign sucks so badly and you're a terrible candidate. Did I say that out loud? Oh, hell yeah, I did. Uh, the next debate I do will either be with Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Well, I wouldn't hold my breath on either one of those there. Uh, Nick would not do it one little bit. Here's what ABC said about canceling the debate. Our intent was to host debate coverage coming out of the Iowa caucuses, but we always knew that would be contingent on the candidates and the outcome of the race. Well, that's obvious. As a result, while our robust election coverage will continue and, of course, be com uh, completely slanted towards one candidate, Joe Biden, ABC News and WMUR-TV will not be moving forward with Thursday's Republican presidential debate in New Hampshire. So it's not going to happen because uh, nobody would watch. First of all, the last one was even worse because it just had uh, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. And what do you, I mean, really, honestly, you think uh, people going to watch? No, of course they're not going to watch. They're not going to watch. Oh, oh, this is, uh, this is Joe Biden's uh, campaign tactic. This is uh, uh, Michael Tyler. And uh, and uh, and he was actually confronted by John Berman last night on ABC News about, you know, calling Donald Trump uh, an extremist and then saying the other candidates are extreme. And then uh, while supporting maybe Nikki Haley, which makes her extreme, it doesn't make any sense. On the one hand, you talk about how Donald Trump is a threat to democracy and has said that he wants to be a dictator and paint him as this unique outlier. But on the other hand, you say there's not much difference between Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. So does that undermine the first argument? Well, no, because everybody's doing their best to emulate <laughs> the, the extremism that we see in Donald Trump, right? They are all running on uh, advancing abortion bans. They're all running on ripping away health care from Americans who need it. Uh, they're all embracing uh, the big lie, this MAGA extremism. They're all litigating the causes of the Civil War if black folks somehow benefited from slavery. So, again, there's not a whole lot of difference between these candidates. Everything he said there was complete and utter falderall. It was all so beyond stupid. It really doesn't uh, need to be uh, uh, even even corrected. It's just it's, it's stupid. Everything he said was a mishmash of nonsense. Uh, you know, uh, women's abortion, the abortion is the son of this and that, and they want to kill people because of the medical stuff. And honestly, it, it, it's falling on deaf ears. And, and I predicted eventually, and I literally, probably before you Gen Zers were born, I predicted that racism, this cry of racism, was going to fall on deaf ears. And now all of this is. 
Everybody gets it. Everybody gets that it's all panic-mongering, and they, they've done it on global warming, climate change, ozone hold, acid rain, murder hornets, killer bees, and, and then it's racism. Everybody's a racist, and everybody's this and that. And honestly, it, it just you, you've cried wolf so many times that uh, you know, we're just going to hang out and not even worry about it. Uh, one other note here real quick. Uh, if, uh, think about joining Newsmax Plus today, will you? Because I think you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, Newsmax is exploding the last couple of years. And uh, as, a, as a network, you can trust. The anchors don't change their stripes. Newsmax Plus, a lot of places are doing a, uh, a subscription service. It's a good idea uh, because we are under attack by so many. Go to Newsmax Plus, PLUS.com, Newsmax, PLUS.com, if you would like uh, to sign up for a, a free trial. And then you're going to enjoy it. I, uh, I make Newsmax a, uh, a uh, uh, well, it's destination viewing every day, by the way. All right, coming up, Ford O'Connell, GOP strategist, law attorney, uh, attorney Newsmax contributor. Going to talk a little bit about uh, this week, the Iowa caucus, uh, Joe Biden and his campaign and other stuff. And that will happen on the other side of this break. And this, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Every day is a good day for Led Zeppelin. If I was a high school teacher, I would probably open some of my lessons that way. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, I guess the news media is, uh, is celebrating that retail sales were up. And they're saying, I guess, a good sign for the economy for Joe Biden. Um, retail sales were up uh, in December at Christmas time. I know I'm as shocked as you are. I mean, praise Jesus and pass the mashed potatoes. People spent more money at Christmas. Well... Uh, yeah, not so impressive to me anyway. Uh, we have a special guest on the Newsmax Hotline, GOP strategist, law attorney, and Newsmax contributor. And I, I've got a bone to pick with him. I'm going to start it off. Ford O'Connell, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Uh, thank you for joining us. Glad to have you on, man. Always glad. Great to be with you, Rob. Now, now, you said on Twitter that Trump voters would walk on broken glass to support Donald Trump. I reject that premise. The glass could be on fire. I would say on fire glass. You didn't take it far enough <laughs> to vote for, for Donald Trump. Well, you got you got the point, and I think that Trump delivered <laughs> that message in Iowa in sub-zero temperatures, breaking the Iowa record, winning 98 of 99 counties. So, so far, so good for MAGA. You know, it's funny. I, I also saw in Johnson County there were a lot of Democrats who switched parties to do Operation Chaos like Rush Limbaugh did, uh, but, a, but a very weak and pathetic Operation Chaos <laughs> to get one county. I mean, do you really do you really walk around with a little trophy that says, I beat Trump once out of 99 times? Is that, is that really going to start the jumpstart the momentum for New Hampshire, Ford? Uh, no, it's not. But you have to understand the Trump derangement syndrome that Democratic partisans have. And, you know, when we turn to New Hampshire next week, what's crazy here is the number of undeclared voters you have. And frankly, there's no Democratic primary because Joe Biden decided to shut down democracy on the Democrat side. So who knows what could happen here? But one thing is for sure, I will say this, that Donald Trump is looking good. The only question is how many Democrats can Nikki Haley corral? 
Well, it sounds like there are a lot of Democrats who are are like-minded. They want Nikki Haley as the candidate because they see the juggernaut that is Donald Trump. It is undeniable. It's not a candidacy. I said this for, literally, I said this when they announced their candidacy. I said, you know, good luck with it, but you're not dealing with a candidate, guys. And, And I said right off the bat, and I wasn't meaning to be a jerk about it, this is not like any other year, Ford. It is not. If you think you're going to just be a candidate... If you're going to go through the motions, you're going to talk about what you're going to do for Social Security, and you're going to talk about what you're going to do for the economy, and you're going to bring jobs back and all of that. If you think that's going to work, well, we're already seeing the fruits of that. It's nonsense. I I appreciate that people uh, filed a candidacy and have ran a candidacy, but I don't believe they ever stood a chance because there is a gigantic percentage of Americans who believe that Joe Biden is not the legitimate president, and the reason being is the FBI, DHS, DOJ were involved. They were censoring information. They were censoring internet. They were censoring social media. There was something wrong and they get it. And when they look at this race, they want that second term. That is really what it's all about. And then you combine it with three years of abuses and usurpations. Not only do they want that second term, they want retribution, Ford. What do you think about that? I think you're absolutely right. I think that Donald Trump is the gold standard on the issues that ail America, from inflation to illegal immigration to foreign policy. The world's a dumpster fire under Joe Biden, and he has unfinished business. And frankly, a lot of Americans recognize how great America was pre-COVID under Trump. And right now, Joe Biden's a candidate of chaos. And that's why Donald Trump is likely to win in 2024. I want to play a soundbite from you. This is Michael Tyler. He is the uh, Biden campaign director. I, I know I'm as surprised as you. He has a campaign director, Ford, believe it or not. Uh, you know, I'm not sure who would want that job. It's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, uh, becoming the captain of the Titanic after you hit the iceberg. But, uh, but I want you to listen to this fear mongering and panic porn. Uh, check it out. Well, look, I, I think what you saw was turnout wasn't that high in Iowa. And what you saw was Donald Trump consolidate uh, the extreme MAGA base in Iowa. Um, the fact of the matter is uh, he is running and they are all these candidates are running on an agenda that's as dangerous as it is unpopular, <laughs> right? The big lie. Uh, the vast majority of Americans understand the truth about what happened in 2020. They understand the truth about what happened on January 6th. And it's why MAGA extremism continues to fail when it when it's uh, presented at the ballot box. You know, it, and, and 68 percent of Iowa voters say that Joe Biden is not a legitimate president. 78 percent of Iowa voters said that the DOJ is involved in all of these indictments. So everything he just said there was entirely false with zero credibility whatsoever. And all of those narratives are falling, right? They absolutely are. Look, you also have an ABC poll that says 28%, only 28% of Americans think that Joe Biden has the mental sharpness to effectively yes. serve as president for another four years. But they're going to do two things. The entire 2024 playbook for Democrats is already out there. It is the fear monger to call Trump a dictator, a racist, a Nazi, everything under the sun, and probably words you and I haven't even heard of. Then they're going to play up abortion with suburban women. And that's what they think is actually going to take them to Joe Biden to a second term. That is their entire playbook. And remember what the news media is going to do. Because now the news media is going to circle the wagons around Joe Biden. We got a taste of this with uh, Trump's record-breaking Iowa victory speech. 
They just turn it off because they are no longer news outlets. They are now media platforms to elect Democrats, and that's what MSDNC and CNN are all about. Well, people are turning away from them, uh, Ford. You know, I work for Newsmax, and I, I just celebrated my fourth anniversary. Thank you very much. I uh, just celebrated my fourth anniversary. And Newsmax has exploded on the scene because, uh, A, they've got great programming, anchors that don't change their stripes. Uh, but but Fox and other outlets have let them down. Fox let them down in 2020 on election night. That's, that's the perception that people have. I'm just being honest. They fired Tucker Carlson. They keep doubling down on candidates, uh, you know, betting their money on, you know, Haley or betting their money on DeSantis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And then you've got this ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, PBR, NPR, whatever the hell, all of them spewing the same talking points. And and they've been wrong on everything. So do you think they're going to, I mean, are they going to have any credibility this last election year? Or are more and more people realizing it's nonsense and it's clearly not having an impact at all on public opinion? Well, Newsmax and Chris Ruddy are doing a great job. And look, I, I think that a lot of people are very distrustful of the media, Rob. And I and I think a lot of particularly Republican partisans and Republican-leaning independents are going to question a lot of what we call the mainstream media. Unfortunately, what I'm concerned about is there are six states that are going to decide the 2024 election. Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada. And unfortunately, there's a lot of political independents out there who are not political animals like you and me, and they kind of tune in with six, six weeks to go in the 2024 general election. And unfortunately, that 10 or 12 to 30,000 people spread across six states are going to be who does it. And what I'm concerned about is where they get their news information from. I'm not as concerned about that group of people because I believe the uh, the response from the American people is overwhelming. Uh, the only thing I'm concerned about is whether or not they still have the protocols for cheating like they did in the last election. Uh, and that that's, uh, you know, that, that, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not afraid to say it. For it, I've been told everything, you know, this is inf- disinformation and this is doing bull crap. You think you think that elections in Pennsylvania are fair? You're smoking some seriously good weed because they are not fair in Pennsylvania. It, 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 the Pennsylvania is completely screwed if you uh, if you expect to win office if you're a Republican in the state of Pennsylvania. That's what I'm concerned about. All the nonsense going on in states like Wisconsin, which has been exposed, which has been exposed in uh, in Pennsylvania. I think that the people of those states are just as sick and damn tired of all of this crap as as the other uh, 40-whatever states uh, involved here. So that's a concern that I have. Uh, I think if if you were just going to say, okay, vote for Trump, vote for Biden, it would be an easy sweep of all the states. The Democrats just can't win fairly, Ford. That's the issue. The Democrats will do anything. We know that, that, and that's why I'm so concerned and so down on the RNC when it comes to ballot harvesting and making sure – you actually chase ballots rather than voters and making sure you get the base to vote early. Because remember, John Fetterman would have never been the senator of Pennsylvania had the Democrats not banked so many votes before he actually had to go on the debate stage. And you're absolutely right. It's always about the mechanics, and the Democrats will always find a way to work the rest. What do you um, uh, – here's my my theory. Uh, Right now, the RNC – you know the DNC just got one ninety-seven million dollars in their in their campaign coffers to elect uh, uh, you know Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. 
uh, because there are a lot of uh, you know very rich donors out there among others there's no there is no uh, uh, groundswell of support for his policies uh, but the RNC because of their tepid response because of these idiotic debates that they watch that are honestly just laughable they just canceled the next one because there's no interest in it at all from Nikki Haley she wants Donald Trump and that is never going to happen it's like me me demanding a pickup game with with uh, you know with uh, Magic Johnson or something it's not it's not going to happen but um, but I believe if the RNC would say all right we are America first we recognize that this is the future of the party and welcome Donald Trump they would have a half a billion dollars in those coffers in a few months I don't doubt that at all but I don't have any faith in the RNC to make the right decision. Yeah, I, I think that's because a lot of people do not trust establishment and traditional Republicans. And I think what the RNC needs to be first and foremost in this election is not only a supporter of Donald Trump, but someone who says, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the ground game in those six states that we discussed, and we're going to make sure from top to bottom, that we have the ballot turnout that we need and to make sure that we are able to match the Democrats and the shenanigans that they play on the ground. And I think if you do that, then absolutely Donald Trump is going to be the 47th president of the United States. I think that, uh, you know, for instance, I uh, <clears throat> I think when it comes to campaign donations, people are reticent about giving money to the RNC because they don't know what they're going to get. They don't know I what they get. I think I think for certainly Trump voters they they look at the Trump they look at the RNC as negatively in to some degree as the DNC and about the same uh, as far as trustworthiness is concerned. Well, there's no question within the Republican Party that that folks trust Trump more than the Republican brand itself. And I think you're absolutely right that there is a distrust of of the GOP as much as there's a distrust of the Democrats. And the only person that essentially the grassroots trust is Donald Trump, because even when he does something wrong, he is still talking about the critical issues that shape their life. And they believe that he is going to go to, to bat for them, where a lot of other politicians make promises, they get into office, and they don't even attempt to try to deliver. I want to ask you one other question, Ford O'Connell. Um, uh, Mike Johnson has been the Speaker of the House for a couple of months now. Uh, he is appearing to drop the ball and cross the aisle for a, a, a wretched, awful, terrible border deal. They're kicking the can down the road again on the damned budget. Uh, do you see him staying as the Speaker, uh, or do you, do you suppose that there may be another ouster? And if that happens, for me personally, I think the only people in Congress, at least a lot of them, who have balls are the ones who were born without them. Uh, I would like to see a Stefanik or somebody like there in place of John. So what do you think about the future of the House leadership? Well, I think the jury's still out on Mike Johnson. I, I, look, Mitch McConnell has already screwed him, essentially, on, on the budget deal. Now, when it comes to the border deal, that is where he's going to have to draw a line in the sand and actually get border security, not what Biden's asking for, which is processing illegal immigrants faster. Joe Biden is not only in dereliction of duty when it comes to the laws of the United States, he is actively facilitating illegal immigration into this country. He did not inherit a crisis, as he and the media like to say. He created this crisis. And unfortunately, Mike Johnson has to understand that that is going to be one of the top two issues in 2024. And if he bends the knee right now on that issue, then Republicans are going to be in trouble. 
Yeah, and I think you'll have to go because honestly, it's it's a disappointment to me thus far. I was I was hopeful. I I liked him. I've seen him in congressional hearings. I've heard him speak, and and uh, I you know I don't know what's going on in Washington D.C., but uh, I, I think the American people are sick and damned tired of it. Uh, Ford O'Connell, it was really great to talk to you, man. I really enjoyed the conversation. Love to have you on again sometime. Where can people find you on uh, social media? At Ford O'Connell on X and FordOConnell.com. Always a pleasure, my friend. Talk soon and be well. All right, God bless you. Let's take a break. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is not an EV, and it never will be. Little uh, Godsmack there. That's some of my go-to workout music. By the way, everything on the show, all of the bumper music, I, uh, I, uh, I choose. So, you know, if you like it, then great. If you don't, then I don't care. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, overwhelming majority of Americans uh, said that they are unlikely to consider buying an electric vehicle. The polls come as EVs uh, strand drivers at their homes and off the sides of roads against a winter deep freeze across the United States. It's God's way of saying, oh, you think you could change the weather? Okay, you keep believing that. You keep believing that. You want to enslave children to, you know, dig cobalt and build cars out of them with communist China? I'll just freeze your asses off. How's that sound? 65% of American adults said they're not likely to consider buying an EV when purchasing their next car, including 37% who said they're not likely at all. Now, rich people, no big deal. Uh, 52% of those making at least 200 k said they're likely to purchase an EV as their next car, including 33% who said they're very likely to. Meanwhile, uh, people like you and me who, uh, you know, have to put stuff in the back of cars or, uh, you know, have to haul kids around or, you know, have to put a, a toy hauler on the back of their car, realize that EVs are uh, pieces of crap and don't work. They're great. I mean, they're, they're great. If you just want to go to the grocery store to Whole Foods, get your tabbouleh and your, uh, you know, in your uh, uh, Tesla. But uh, nobody wants a, uh, an electric pickup truck. There will never be electric SUVs or boats or tanks. Oh, and then there's this. I don't know if you noticed it, but uh, many of those, uh, for the second year in Texas, uh, many of those big old uh, those big old windmills are froze up, and so there's no power being generated. Yeah. You know what's providing the, uh, the, the power? Natural gas. Natural gas producers keeping up with the demand, providing more than enough natural gas to meet the needs of this generation and generations more. Yeah. The good news is Texas continues to produce more than enough natural gas every day to meet our needs, even the localized issues, the impact of weather changes on production, and it has been minimal. Now, isn't it interesting that, you know, you see these vehicles, like you'll see a city bus, it says, clean, burning, natural gas, and you'll see the, you know, the UPS driver, clean, burning, natural gas. Why is the federal government cracking down on stupid crap like uh, gas stoves or gas furnaces when they burn cleanly? Because they want to control you. They want to control you. If the electric grid goes down and you have a gas generator, you're going to be cool. You're going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the many reasons. Natural gas is a brilliant and wonderful option, and, and it always will be. And the fact is that right now, I mean, uh, natural gas reserves are, are gigantic. We're sitting on oceans of it. should be very obvious to you. A, that EVs are pieces of crap and you should never get one. B, uh, wind turbines are simply uh, massive boondoggles that kill whales and shred birds like a salad shooter. And, uh, and uh, let's see, oh, and solar panels are crap because when it's not sunny or they're covered with snow, eh, 
can't. You got no power. You got no power. There you go. Tulsi Gabbard uh, tweeted yesterday, a death rattle of any democracy is when a sitting president uses the state security apparatus to go after political opponents and cover up lies and crimes committed by himself or his family. Biden is doing that now. His actions make it clear he believes himself not to be the enforcer of the rule of law, but the exception to it. I thought that was that was interesting. But the positive is uh, he has advanced dementia. And the other positive, it was not positive that he has, and I wouldn't wish advanced dementia on anyone, but the positive is he's incapable of being the leader of the free world. And, and the other positive is the American people know it. So there is, uh, so there is that. Uh, coming up next hour, we've got, uh, we've got some, some uh, Davos is not as, uh, it's not, they're, they're not skating through Davos like they used to, the rich and everything. They're getting challenged for, uh, for their elitism. We'll get to all of that. Let's take a break now. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. On the World Wide Web, this is The Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, and this, my friends, is the last hour of it today. By the way, if you want to hear the podcast of the show, uh, what we do is we take the show and we, uh, well, I don't, Ken, uh, my producer, who's absolutely awesome, he takes the show, he distills it into two segments, and he puts it up on uh, a number of platforms. If you'd like a list of the platforms, go to newsmax.com slash listen. But uh, uh, it's kind of a nice way to listen to the entire show. Today we we introduce, we have a new uh, uh, collaborator we're working with here, and uh, uh, he is uh, absolutely amazing. Keith Wilson is his name, and, and he does Beach Boys. I know his last name's Wilson. How weird is that? Is that weird or what? Yeah, it's pretty weird. So you can hear that brilliant parody we did uh, about an hour ago. Um, uh, to the Beach Boys, and, and uh, you'll hear that. And then also all the great guests and everything associated with the show, if you can't catch it all. Because I know it's kind of hard to listen three hours a day. And, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you can't listen three hours a day, it's a great disappointment to me. But <laughs> I know your time is valuable. So, you know, take me to the gym with you. Uh, listen to the podcast. I want to do a little uh, comedic power uh, 
palate cleanser here because uh, hopefully Anthony Fauci, will, you know, will eventually be held responsible uh, and held accountable for all of the crap that he pulled, all of the lies that he told, all of the COVID protocols that proved to be false, all of the lack of holding China accountable for unleashing this disease on the entire world, and we paid for it, and he lied about all of it. So hopefully there will be some sort of a, I don't know, Nuremberg-style uh, tribunal for people like Anthony Fauci. But in the meantime, let's just make fun of them and hope they go to jail. Here's Jim Gossett. I hear Rand Paul coming. He wants Fauci's head. He says that my malfeasance has caused many to be dead. Yeah, Rand wants me in prison. I do, too. He wants Fauci jail. Take it away, Johnny. Cause all your lame excuses. They have completely failed. A nice bass note. When I was just a baby, my mama said, Tony, <laughs> don't do gain of function or get caught in perjury. And Rand wants me in prison. A lengthy term he'll seek. I'm thinking life, which could be like three or four years. Cause he knows that you're the reason for the Wuhan leak. <laughs> There you go. That was brand new from uh, Jim Gossett, the brilliant Jim Gossett here on the Rob Carson Show. And, and I contend we do the best the best satire in talk radio, if not radio. I'll just say if not radio, period, because I know that because I've been doing it a long time. Uh, you know, so the globalists are in Davos. And honestly, uh, they're just going to get ridicule from me. And unfortunately, there are some great uh, news reporters there. Rebel News uh, went after John Kerry. Uh, Rebel News is there, and they're and they're challenging these people as they walk around in this elite, uh, you know, uh, kind of a Aspen of uh, of uh, Europe. And uh, these effete elites, they fly over a thousand, literally a thousand private jets, flying into uh, an economic forum that says that you shouldn't eat beef. You should live in a crappy box, and you should drive a crappy electric car. Honestly. This is, this is the let-them-eat-cake liberals I've been talking about for many, many years. Let-them-eat-cake liberals. They are the bourgeois. We are the proletariat. They feast on foie gras, which, by the way, is quite delicious. And I always get questions. It's a, it's a goose liver, and it's, it's just the best damn thing in the world. When it's prepared correctly, I know it sounds weird, but it is a, it's, it's like butter. It is a, it's a gift from God. Foie gras is a gift from God. It is just like, <sighs> But anyway, they feast on foie gras, and then you get the crumbs. You know, they go to uh, Saks Fifth Avenue, they go to wherever, and then you go to Dollar General for your uh, groceries. <laughs> All that stuff. And they are very concerned that the world is turning against their new world order. And, and if you don't doubt me, if you doubt me about a, a new world order and you, you don't you know, look at all the things that have happened in this country, all of the nonsense, all of the transgender nonsense, all of the censorship of speech, all of the weaponization of uh, justice departments against the people, same damn thing going on in Canada, same damn thing going on in, uh, in Great Britain, same damn thing going all over the world, except for some of these countries are falling to people who are, you know, essentially Donald Trump's of their countries. We saw it in Finland. Uh, we saw it in uh, Argentina. Uh, we, we would have seen it in Brazil, but they stole the election and they used the same template that our deep state did to our 2020 election to do that one. I stand by it. That's disinformation. Oh, really? Screw you. If you think it's disinformation, prove me wrong. 
How about that? But there's a, they're very concerned about freedom of expression. Uh, that is uh, your freedom of expression. <laughs> and they had a featured speaker, Harvard professor of history and science, Naomi Oreskes. Uh, she spoke, uh, and they were whining about how dangerous, dangerous and scary, that Twitter has become since it is no longer just an echo chamber for the left. For a long time I was on Twitter, um, and now it's become such a toxic place that I've concluded it's not a worthwhile place to spend time. And as you said, it is... Because you don't have Twitter to censor opposing views, and your idiotic leftist views are being challenged by people. And by the way, the only people who make uh, Twitter really vitriolic and awful have always been the left. Exhausting. So you do have to pick and choose. And you have to think about where the places where you can get your message across. But I am trying to figure out, I mean, I have given up on X. What a scary name that even is, right? Um, and I don't know what the... You poor little thing having to defend your own views and not being able to run over people like you do in your college classes to all of those students you induct. Alternative is right now. So the question of the social media, I must say that I have abandoned Twitter too, uh, so X, because yeah, it's a toxic environment, and we talk about I have no solution on that. And by the way, this is the president of Swiss universities, Luciano Vaccaro. But I think one day it will come the moment of the um, code of conduct mm -hmm. in this place. The code of conduct, and the code of conduct should only be our conduct. You have to live by our code. It's because journals, journalists, if you spread crazy news and insults, and if, you, if a journalist says racist things. In it, other words, if it, if it uh, goes outside of the leftist uh, doctrine. It can, uh, it can be amended. Yeah, why, on so, why social media yes. that they have such big power, we still can, because it's new, but I think we, there will be. You know, they just, it just uh, sucks right to be you if you can't defend your position so you have to silence the opposition this is one of the things the most profound uh, offenses i could ever imagine in the last few years and that is the censorship of your opinion and i said this midway through it all i said when the hell did someone decide that i can't have an opinion opinions can be wrong Mine aren't, thank you very much, but uh, not very often anyway. Uh, but compared to the left, I should say, I'm not afraid to admit uh, when I when I uh, you know uh, am not correct on something, I, I'm still waiting for that uh, that to come up. But <laughs> but honestly, I don't mind if a leftist spews some sort of frigging nonsense because I can go after them with facts. I can challenge them. Oh, Donald Trump's going to be a dictator. How is Donald Trump going to be a dictator? Tell me exactly what he has planned that assuredly tells you that he is going to be a dictator. Crickets. Because they only speak in bumper stickers, they only throw stones, and they have nothing substantive to back their argument. This is Alex Marlowe. He is the editor-in-chief at, uh, at uh, Breitbart. He's talking to Larry Kudlow about the, uh, the uh, international left. And I want you to think about all the defeats that they're going through right now. The left has always espoused this worldview, uh, this green energy nonsense. Think about the green energy uh, uh, debacle. And, and it is imploding on itself so quickly. 
wind farms being canceled. Uh, this 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 uh, polar blast that has not only hit the United States but also Europe is 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 uh, effectively making all of their green energy nonsense completely useless. It's like God giving his middle finger or, you know, whatever, middle finger to people who would say, we are so powerful that we can control the weather. We are, we are specks of dust on the face of the earth. You can't see anything we've built from, you know, from space. Not even the Great Wall. That's a fallacy. You can't see it from space. And you could see light at night. But honestly, you know, if you look at a, a jet airplane, all right, you see, you'll see an airplane flying at 35,000 feet, and you're right there, and you're watching, you can see the jet, and then you zoom out 10,000 feet, it becomes a little tiny dot. Then you f- zoom out 10 miles, and you can't even see it. And then you zoom out, you know, a, a, a thousand miles into space, it would be so tiny, it would be a, a, an, almost an atom, a, a speck of dust. And they're thinking that a thousand of those specks of dust on the planet every hour is going to pollute the planet and cause global... It's nonsense. It, it, they are, the, the, the emissions for these planes are dispersed into the wind like nothing. It's like spilling a, a can of Coke in an ocean. So it's just, and, and by the way, the, the, the sun, that giant uh, ball of, of uh, uh, nuclear fusion that's going on 93 million miles away, every time there's increased uh, activity on the sun, it impacts the uh, poles, the ice poles on America, or on the world, I should say, and Mars. They act the same way. When the ice poles get bigger on Mars, so do Earth. And when the ice poles on Mars get smaller, so do Earth's. That isn't somebody driving an SUV on Earth. That is not, I should tell you. Here is uh, Alex Mardo from Breitbart. Yeah, we're having a blast over in the Breitbart newsroom today. Uh, <laughs> you start our day at Breitbart like we do. There, we start every day at Breitbart by reading the Global Times in China, and they are saying prepare for Trump. Uh, Biden might not be a strong opponent. Might not be a strong opponent. <laughs> The main uh, obstacle for Trump to overcome between now and Election Day is the courts. It's not even Joe Biden. Then you head over, you read what's going on in Europe. The Belgian prime minister, who's now uh, in the presidency of the Council of Europe, he's saying that Europe is going to be on its own when Trump comes back, which is a huge misinterpretation of America first, which just shows they're panicking. Uh, the, the U.S. underwrites U.S. Secu- uh, European security, so they're deeply concerned right now, the globalists over there. They're just in a total panic, repeating MSNBC and CNN talking points. We can't get enough of it. What happened, uh, I don't know, historically, when the elites uh, live high on the hog uh, and basically ignore the suffering of the people? What, what generally happens? It doesn't end well for those in power, does it? And they absolutely know that. Yeah, it's just a threat to their power structures that they've been spending decades, if not half a century, crafting. And it's deeply under attack throughout the world. And I talked to President Trump about this last time I was with him in Mar-a-Lago, about how his movement's a global movement. Just look oh, at yeah. Javier Malay, yep. Georgia Maloney, here yep. Filders. Yep. Every time democracy actually happens these days, it seems like people are voting for nationalist, conservative, traditional candidates with conservative economic values. The type of stuff that you talk about in your show, Larry, and we write about it at Breitbart, it's not not the stuff they're talking about at Davos. People are rejecting that. Yeah, they are rejecting it. Italy did. Argentina did. Brazil would have, uh, clearly. But uh, the U.S. And, and the Biden administration was involved in throwing that election. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. If you don't believe me, just you know, do a little research on it. But it's happening. And you know what America is to the globalists? We're the silver tuna. You know, we're the, uh, remember the movie, uh, uh, I told you this, um, 
uh, Home Alone. I said that, you know, Joe Biden, the Chinese, look at that, that Joe Biden's presidency as the silver tuna. You know, you can, you, can, you can conquer these other countries and all that, but America is the silver tuna. Uh, America is the, the beacon of freedom to the entire world. And if we could take America out, it'll send a very powerful message that you don't mess with us. So you and I, we're the fire line against that, and I think we're going to win. I do. We just got to, uh, you know, stop uh, uh, arriving with, uh, you know, Marcus of Queensbury rules to an MMA fight. Let's take a break and come back. Much more on the other side of this break. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Dennis in Berlin, Maryland, is on the phone out on the eastern shore of Maryland where I need to get back this summer. i got to get back to OC. I've got to get back to OC. How are you, my friend? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Good. Yeah, I'm the guy that uh, was the, uh, with the voter fraud thing all the time. I'm yes. uh, hearing too much people are getting a little bit too, uh, uh, like, false uh, security here. How does, this, how does this sound? President Michelle Obama. Very, well, it, very, very possible if we don't get this vote true. We're working very hard in Maryland, and we're going to a lot of meetings, and we we got legislation we hope to be uh, presented to our legislature about uh, cleaning up the voter rolls and, and, and on and on and on. But that gentleman that you had as your guest before cited certain states that needed cleaning up. People in Pennsylvania and on and on. Please, if you're hearing this, try to get involved somehow. Seek out people that are working on truing the vote in your state. If you yeah. can't find anybody, at least donate to Judicial Watch, who's got lawsuits going all over the nation for cleaning up the voter rolls and this and that and that and this. Trump is not going to win. They are going to steal it again. They got it down to a science. Well, if and that case is there, if that's the case, Dennis, there will be a civil war. No, well, maybe, but the thing is, people are too comfortable to actually have a civil war. Look up history about people that revolt. Uh, that things are pretty bad. No food, no electricity. Just their lives are miserable. I, lives I think are they're going to try and do it before that, Dennis. I, I, you know, honestly, I mean, if you look at it, when was the last time that uh, that uh, that a party kept the opposite uh, candidate off the ballot? No, no, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. No, never. That's the point. Is though, try to get no eighteen sixty. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm with you, bro. Uh, 1,000%. And listen, Dennis, thank you for your efforts. Thank you for your efforts. As far as Michelle thank Obama... You what you do, too. Even not at all. Having more fun than a human being should be allowed to have. Oh, dude, I, have I have more fun than you. I mean, it is ridiculous how much fun I... I'm not kidding. I mean, dear, try selling cars outside in the winter, all right? <laughs> Tell me I ain't having fun doing this in my house in my sweats. No, I'm wearing a suit, actually. Uh, <laughs> Time, but the point yeah, is, is that yeah. we need to fight, and united we stand. Yeah, I'm with you. Thank you, bro. We can beat this. I think I agree. Uh, Michelle Obama, please. All right, we're, we're past that celebrity worship crap. It might work with some people, but Michelle Obama is an elite. She is a she is uh, Marie Antoinette. She's not going to be the damn president. She's not going to have... She can't answer a question. She's never been challenged on anything. She has zero, zero, zero life experience. She's a spoiled, entitled elite with a massive chip on her lousy, stinking shoulder. And if that ever happens, I will ridicule her to the ends of the earth, and I will ridicule anyone who would consider to be her to be worthy of leadership of the most powerful country in the world. It's laughable. Dear God in heaven. I mean, it's like Oprah could be the president. Why? Because she's popular. Really? We already had a DEI president. We don't need another one. Yeah, I said it. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. 
Honestly, ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. Oh, well, this is pretty funny. You know, we heard earlier that the gun that uh, Hunter Biden got when he was, you know, high on crack and he shouldn't have had a gun and, you know, all that. Well, uh, now the art dealer who uh, who was the uh, the person who sold his paintings and all that is uh, George Burgess. Uh, he's telling Congress that both Joe Biden and Hunter Biden met with him at the White House pitching Hunter's artwork. And uh, the first son also made an unusual request to be informed about who bought the pieces. So they knew who the pieces were. And now we know that George Burgess uh, knows that they know who the buyers were. And by the way, in China, they call this Yahui, which is called an elegant bribe. An elegant bribe. They, they give people artwork and allow those people to sell the artwork, keep the money. Or people sell artwork that's worthless to people in exchange for policy for extreme amounts of money. And the art goes in the trash. So that's what's going on there. And, and expect that they will dust some of these paintings later today and find cocaine residue on them. <laughs> One of them might, have a, might even have a, uh, a bullet hole through it. <laughs> Who the hell knows? It's a ridiculous. Oh, 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 oh. Bernie Sanders wants to force a vote on a freeze to uh, aid to Israel. Bernie hasn't seen the video of the slaughter and rape of innocence. Bernie Sanders hasn't seen the little baby that was baked alive in an oven while his mother was raped on October the 7th. Bernie, this, Bernie Sanders puts party above everything else, including his Judaism, which is unbelievable, disgusting, and filthy. And this is the same sort of thing that has happened in the past to the Jewish people by people inside selling them out. Bernie Sanders should be ashamed. And if there is an excommunication process available for those in the Jewish faith, he should be out, out, out. He doesn't deserve to be called a Jew. There you go. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. From the early days of hip-hop. Love this song. Public Enemy. 1989. I know you're thinking, hip-hop is terrible. No, no, no. It's actually, uh, I, I've been following hip-hop for a long time. It's not, my, it's not my number one genre, but I listened to it was Curtis Blow. I listened to it when it was uh, Shinehead. I listened to it was LL Cool J going back to Cali, all of that stuff. And then the Gen Xers who came in, uh, uh, Big E, uh, you know, a bunch of, a lot of it, a lot of it was really brilliant. Really, really brilliant uh, remixing. You know, uh, you may find some of the lyrics objectionable and certainly the violence and misogyny associated with hip hop most recently, but uh, pretty brilliant genre, at least a good share of it. You know, same way, heavy metal, heavy metal. I love heavy metal. I love uh, hard rock. Do I find it objectionable? Yes. Uh, Hip-hop has kind of taken it to a new level with just its misogyny and violence and all that crap. But the early days of it, I thought were pretty damn good, actually. Um, Fight the Power. Uh, A lot of it was bullcrap. I mean, some of the lines they used were bullcrap. But it's just really good, really good music. Sampling James Brown. Holy hell. All right. Oh, Donald Trump yesterday was speaking in New Hampshire. And apparently the whole world is shuddering at the possibility of this man returning to office, including uh, China. Economic boom will begin on November 5th, 2024. That will be an economic boom. And, you know, the only thing that they have now is a stock market that's going up. And it's only going up because people think we're going to win the election. I don't know if you saw yesterday. I felt very badly for them. China 
had a crash yesterday in their stock market. You know why? Because I won Iowa. So when people... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's oh, true. Yeah. It's could- going to impact world markets. The more uh, inevitability it comes that he's going to be the candidate and going to be the president, uh, you know, the, the louder the caterwauling is going to get, the panic. It's going to start impacting markets everywhere. Uh, and, uh, and the left in this country is going to... Well, who knows what they're going to do? But I would just say, as always, um, you know, be prepared for it because it's going to get nuts. It's going to get super duper nuts. The Texas military department, I guess it says here in the uh, Breitbart headline, Breitbart headline, seized a city-owned golf course located in the busiest border crossing point along the Rio Grande. The uh, Texas National Guard then ejected U.S. Border Patrol agents from the park, took total control of this section of the border. Here, here, yay, I love it. Border Patrol issues told Breitbart, Texas, the Texas National Guard units quickly moved into the Shelby Park in Eagle Pass on Thursday. The guardsmen erected barriers around the park and instructed Border Patrol agents to leave the area. The Texas Military Department moved quickly to secure the area under the authority of the governor's emergency declaration. And Operation Lone Star is not clear what the National Guard soldiers will do if any migrants attempt to cross the border into Shelby Park. Well, you'll take them into custody and you'll haul their asses back over. Texas National Guard soldiers detained the small migrant uh, camp along with the Texas border wall, not far from Shelby Park. And uh, apparently from the DHS, which is run by a little, uh, uh, well, I think, uh, I think that um, Alejandro Mayorkas is the uh, love child of uh, Gollum from Lord of the Rings and a, uh, a gargoyle. <clears throat> Strongly worded letter. From the Department of Homeland Security to the Texas State of Border demands access to the U.S.-Mexico border on land seized by the state in Eagle Pass. DHS officials ordered the state to cease and desist its efforts to block the Border Patrol's access and around Shelby Park and removed all barriers to access by the end of the day on Jan 17th. And to which I say, uh, screw you. This is kind of reverse of what George Wallace did to schoolhouse doors and black children. It's, it's very similar to that, except for the federal government in this case is George Wallace. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, the, the, the people of Texas uh, are the kids trying to get into the school. It is uh, unbelievable. And, and I'm very curious as to what's going to happen. I, I don't think that... Um, and I, I don't speak for people who work for the Department of Homeland Security because I don't know who the hell to believe at the Department of Homeland Security because, honestly, I hope and pray that when Donald Trump becomes the president, they blow up the agency and fire everybody. You know, I mean, honestly, nothing against you guys working for the DHS, but it, the agency has worn out its welcome. It's been around for 22 years, and it is, it is not fulfilling the promises that were made when it was created. It has overreached its power to create a dis- disinformation governance board, to censor American citizens, to go after American citizens, including people who speak out against things like CRT in schools, but also to completely open our southern border. And that's our number one concern. And Americans are concerned and pissed. And I don't see... This, this, this could be very interesting. I don't think that... Uh, that uh, Mayorkas DHS has the stones to do something against the Texas National Guard. And I don't think that the people who work for Alejandro Mayorkas, whether it be uh, at the DHS or Border Patrol, are going to go to bat for him and his 
and his uh, all of the considering all the abuses that he's done to them. But uh, this is really big. This is this is very big, and the American people are on fire about this. They're done with it. They're, we cannot have this open border through the election. It has to stop. People are mad. I suggested that that uh, that Greg Abbott deputize thousands of ex-military, thousands of police officers, ex-police officers, uh, train them and bring them to border to create an iron wall on that southern border to stop this nonsense. You know, this is the kind of stuff that he, the, the, this, the, these are the abuses of the federal government. And when you get to a point where you can't say the obvious, which is the people in power right now in Washington, D.C. are not the enemies, of, or are not the friends of the people. They are the enemies of the people. You think the FBI is your ally? You're out of your nut. You think the DHS is on your side? The CDC, the HHS, the IRS? Do you think any of them give a crap about the American, of the American people, American citizens? Are you out of your mind? Of course they don't. Of course they don't. This is Joe Biden 20 years ago when he could actually uh, complete a sentence and his brain was working uh, at least a little. Talking about the importance of a strong border. No great nation can be in a position where they can't control their border. I don't go for this idea of having a lot, the allowance of a significant increase, several hundred thousand people a year, to take regular jobs, particularly in the construction industry. When you have another 300,000 people competing to hang drywall, we have plenty of Americans that take those jobs. But 15 years from now, we're going to be saying, what are we going to do about the flow of illegals into the country of the United States of America? How much was your soul? How much was your soul, Joe Biden? Because we know, I know, that your presidency is the quid pro quo we've been looking for. It should be very obvious to everybody when you cancel the Keystone XL pipeline and say that all of the federal vehicles will become electric. And we know that all of the cobalt mining is controlled by China. And all of the batteries and whatnot are built in China. And all of the, com- the components for solar and, and, uh, and for uh, uh, wind power are made in China. We know that you allowed a Chinese spy balloon to hover over our most sensitive sites. We know that we've sent tens of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars to a war that nobody supports. His presidency is the quid pro quo, guys. It should be very obvious. It should be very obvious the reason why our enemies are able to run roughshod over us is because they're being allowed to. Because somebody got paid. This is Byron Donalds. Absolutely awesome. Hopefully in the running for VP with Donald Trump. Saying uh, no budget if we don't get a border. An agreement with this spending bill. I'm not even in agreement on the continuing resolution. We have a massive problem at our southern border. It must be done now. It must be fixed now. Yep. And if you give the Democrats money to fund the government, they will continue to ignore the problem. Maria, when Joe... Just like giving uh, the Palestinian Authority uh, their money, you know, for, for humanitarian aid... It all goes to Hamas. Oh, that's a terrible analogy. No, it's not. If you give money to the Democrats for the border, they will spend it on processing more illegals. 
That is a fact. Biden first came into office. Encounters at the southern border were a little over 92,000 encounters. Last month, it was well over 330,000 encounters. Wow. And the deal that came out of the Senate was for 150,000 encounters a month? That's a bad deal. The Democrats are not serious on this. So in my view, secure the border. If yep. the border is not secured, yep. this government does not deserve to be funded. Shut it down. We will fund the Department of Defense. We'll pay our troops. We'll take care of our veterans and VA. We'll even make sure border agents are paid mm. to have some semblance of security, yeah. but the rest of this government doesn't deserve money if our if our border continues to be open the way that it is. And the American people don't give a rat's behind if the federal government shuts down. That threat became empty a long time ago. Right now, the American people look at the federal government as the enemy. I mean, you may, you may look at the, you know, the, the VA as your friend, but largely the federal government is not on your side. You know it. And so shutting it down to most of it means, hell yeah, they shut down the government. Smugglers making $30 million a week sneaking migrants into one section of the border. Republicans have released a gut-wrenching report detailing how guards are overwhelmed and how cartels get up to $60,000 per crosser. Our federal government is allowing this to happen. A lot of these are children sexually abused unbelievable human smugglers sneaking immigrants into the del rio sector uh make about 1.56 billion dollars in revenue annually you tell me that some of that money isn't reaching american politicians <laughs> you tell me that on average, migrants, migrants pay cartels $8,600 in fees to be smuggled across the border, and the United States government says bring it. Something is going on. There's a collaboration here because the cartels are making a crap ton of money because our government is allowing this to happen. Do you think there's not a quid pro quo there? Sounds like there might be a quid pro quo there. I'm thinking. This is new from Jim Gossett. Greg Abbott of Texas, he is standing ground. Come on. Sending back illegals wherever they are found. In the state of Texas, where the DOJ and Joe Biden's henchmen try to get in Abbott's way. Don't mess with it. Don't mess with it. And where is Kamala? Our so-called borders are derp, derp. somewhere making speeches with phrases so bizarre. <laughs> Anywhere but Texas, yeah. to the border she won't go. Cause they want more illegals to vote for Sleepy Joe. Undocumented Democrats to vote for Sleepy Joe. Texas, you know, they, uh, they have the expression, don't mess with Texas. And uh, and Texas is uh, uh, the Lone Star State, man. You, we know the story of Texas, and, and I would venture to say that right now, t Texas faces the biggest challenge it has ever faced. And and I know that the people of Texas who have said that and had that lifestyle and had that mindset since the establishment of Texas, it still burns in your hearts, and you are ready to do something about it. I absolutely believe it. I believe the uh, the people of Texas are v as as ticked off or more than the rest of us, and they're at the end of the line as far as their patience with this government. One hundred percent. 
So uh, we'll be interested to see if that strongly worded letter is uh, is preceded by something else. Uh, I don't think that uh, I don't think that there is any popular support within these agencies to continue this uh, this you know, uh, illegal invasion, allowing this illegal invasion. I would assume there are a lot of people who are in these agencies, Border Patrol, who are ashamed. They hate to go to work. They'd like to walk. They can't afford to walk. They have to sit here and suffer through this every single day. They have to watch their country being destroyed because they're afraid they will be tarred and feathered, removed from their jobs, and never work again. How does that feel, to be a member of that kind of an agency? So I think that the support for those agencies within those agencies is lukewarm at best. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Do you hear about the uh, woke airlines? You know, we heard earlier this week that uh, the FAA wants to recruit uh, uh, people with severe intellectual disabilities, psychiatric problems, and uh, and physical issues. Which, you know, you're going, well, that's really stupid. And you're right. It is really stupid. Uh, racist Delta Airlines sends a memo to employees asking them to capitalize black and brown, but write white in lowercase in their new inclusivity uh, language guide. And then there's this uh, Scott Kirby, the uh, United Airlines CEO. He apparently has a penchant for dressing in drag as famous female singers. Uh, they've got him on uh, online dressed up as uh, as Kesha uh, for Halloween. Then he went as uh, Taylor Swift, among other things. And he's also gone dressed up as Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yep. Uh, further aligning him with far left, Kirby is responsible for pushing arguably the most draconian coronavirus vaccine mandate in airline industry. Employees who receive religious or medical exemptions were given the reasonable accommodation of being replaced uh, on a, are being placed on unpaid leave. He also proposed requiring uh, employees who, uh, who didn't get vaccinated to have to wear stickers on their badges telling everyone they are not vaccinated. And, and here is this buffoon, United Airlines CEO, talking about uh, how he wants to get rid of uh, qualifications like being the best pilot. With uh, all of this DEI bullcrap, we have committed that 50% of the class of, of the classes will be women or people of color. Uh, today, only 19% of our pilots at United Airlines are women or people of color. And by the way, from all the data I've seen, that's the highest of any airline in the country. White males don't just dominate in the cockpits, also in the C-suite at United Airlines. Well, look, at United, I'm proud of the diversity that we actually have in our, our C-suite. Um, I'm not going to fly United. If I hear any more of this crap from United, I'm not going to fly United. I think if you look around corporate America. Correct me if I'm saying, though, so I, this is just based off your website, the people you list as executives, but out of 11 people, three are women. I believe one is a person of color. Um, that's correct. Um, but, you know, you, know cor- you can do your DEI crap anywhere else, but when it involves me getting on a, uh, a tube of metal with uh, very powerful jet engines, 35,000 feet in the air, flying at 450 miles an hour. I don't give a crap about DEI. I want the most qualified person in the cockpit. Unbelievable. I believe that Rodney Dangerfield actually did a comedy routine about this in heaven. Sir, right here it is, right here. Hey, what a crowd, what a crowd. Are you kidding? I tell you, I'm all right now, but last week I was in rough shape. Last week I flew United Airlines. I what? tell you, their female flight attendants, they have the whole package. <laughs> and you thought TWA was trans. Oh, trans. 
I mean, now I don't have to go to the circus to see a bearded lady. I just fly United. <laughs> nice, nice. I'll tell you, on United Airlines, full and upright position takes on a whole new meaning. Well, it, it, precisely, yeah. They're the Bud Light of airlines, for crying out loud. One of the manly flight attendants told me, Rodney, in the case of a crash, my fake boobs can be used as a flotation device. <laughs> You gotta yeah. give this CEO, Scott Kirby, a lot of credit, you know? Because dressing up like a woman, that takes a lot of balls. Hey, ho, hey, ho, hey, ho, ho, ho. That is, uh. <laughs> that is Jim Gossett. Uh, if they're, uh, you know, if they're in a comedy club in heaven, uh, you know that Rodney Dangerfield will be playing there. Uh, five nights a week, make sure to try the veal, veal because it's the best you've ever had. Uh, it'll be the best veal you've ever had. It'll be the best accommodations and everything. It's just amazing. Uh, oh, here, this is uh, not, a, not a very cheerful note, but I think it's probably because uh, the minimum wage was effectively raised to $15 an hour during COVID. Fast food chains are working kids to the bone. Child labor violations spiked by 600% as restaurants are responsible for most infections since the pandemic ended. Now do you wonder where some of these kids coming across the border are going? You got to kind of wonder, don't you? You got to kind of wonder. Yep, uh, U.S. bosses uh, were discovered with 6,000 children working on the books last week. Yeah. Welcome back to, uh, to uh, 1928 in America. Let's take a break, come back, and wrap this thing up, shall we? This is The Rob Carson Show. <laughs> That's going to do it for the show, guys. I really appreciate you uh, listening. I thought this was a great one, and if you want to hear the podcast of the entire show, uh, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen and share it with others because it's growing by leaps and bounds. God bless you, America, Israel. Until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then, guys. first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com